Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for joining us. You're locked into episode 125 of Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. We met on social media. We have never met in real life. My name is Colin Flynn. I live in Iowa, and my co-host... John M. Craig. Craig. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) uh, How are you, Colin? I'm fabulous. I'm just, yeah, I'm I'm doing great. I'm I'm still a little groggy, still haven't sprung. I know that springing thing is difficult for everybody. Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm just uh, not feeling it. I, mean, I think we had to just uh, stay with Arizona or whoever. Is there somebody that keeps it? I was going to say, can can we not talk about daylight savings time? It's too late. <laughs> okay. By not talking about it, we're talking about it, aren't we? That that is true. That is kind of the way it works. You, you, yeah, yeah, we've yeah. I, I was happy today though. It, it was it stayed light, light lighter, longer. Yeah, and uh, yeah. and and the weather. It was a little warm, fifty four degrees. Yeah, we uh, didn't quite get that warm here, but we we have warmed up some. We've turned a little bit of a corner. I can tell it's it's we got above freezing for two days in a row here, so that's good. That's okay. We're we're on the melt. I I'm feeling good because uh, uh, the squirrel that I was talking about a couple episodes ago, uh, I did capture and uh, transported to a new location, and so uh, the house has been quieter. We 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 don't have uh, Mister said squirrel causing causing issues. So um, that was exciting. I, I felt kind of bad. I, I took it out to this new neighborhood, and I was trying to find a, a good a good spot for it. I thought you know I don't want to just dump it off uh, anywhere where it doesn't look. Um, squirrel friendly so I, I did uh, I, I got about 10 miles away from where we live and uh, th- rolled through this neighborhood and uh, tried to try to pick out a nice place for it and uh, I was just uh, you know some of the houses looked a little sketchy I didn't want to drop uh, I don't know I, I didn't really name him but uh, Rocky or whatever his name might be I, I but I did find a spot and I got out and uh, let him out just any took off ran hmm. ran 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 found a tree and was gone so i hope it works out for for the for the so now he's going to torment some other neighborhood that's great yeah somebody else's problem so you know Not it's, all right it's kind of way it goes so you, that's that's what you do you you move to a new neighborhood and uh, you stay there as long as you can and then when shit doesn't work out either somebody moves you out or or you move out and you just you, know, you move on to somebody else's shit i think that's just kind of the way it works in in general so you were uh Working today? Is that how, how it went? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm uh, I'm incredibly anxious right now. What's the anxiety caused by today? I have no idea what time I start work tomorrow, who I'm picking up. I, I have a good sense of where I'm going to be going, but uh, it's it's a very different job than the last time. So the last time I was working on um, the TV series The Village, which is an NBC TV series. And if anyone who's listening to this watches television, I highly doubt it. Um, if you watch NBC, you'll see a lot of promos for The Village. Like it's... Uh, you know, like my dad, I think I've talked about my, my dad who turned 70 this coming Saturday. He watches a lot of television. And uh, you know, I was just downstairs with uh, with him, and he was watching The Voice. And while they're, they're, The Voice is, you know, these contestants are performing to become superstars, um, they have, like, little promos for The Village with, little like, these vignettes. actors that yeah, I drove. Okay. Like, at the bottom of the screen, they just pop up, and you know, and they just oh, start okay. moving. You know, and, uh, or it's, yeah, it's, anyway, it's these motion graphics that they have during the show. And, uh, you know, it's a commercial within a commercial, within a TV show. And, uh, and, and that was, that was, uh, nine episodes, eight days per episode. And we were on a stage for five of the eight days. Though this show is NYPD Blue, the pilot, right? It's a, it's a reboot pilot. Right, so if you remember the Stephen Bochco series, Stephen Bochco created Hill Street Blues. Um, remember Cop Rock and uh, a couple other things, but uh, Hill Street Blues was the big one. It was uh, Andy Sipowitz. I don't know if you remember Dennis Franz. Do you remember that show? 
No? I do. Yeah, yeah, we were talking yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, so anyway, so this show is a cop show, but it's not a procedural. Like, it's not like, you know, Law and Order, where it's just like, this happens, and then that happens, and they interview these people, they find a dead body. You know, it's not like that. This is more goes into the depth of the characters. But 25 years ago, of course, that show was uh, kind of ahead of the curve, well before Netflix. And sure, there was HBO, but HBO programming 25 years ago wasn't nearly as good as it is today. And, uh, you know, like, they had you know nudity you know they would show like uh, you know side boob and and like man butt and you know they'd have cursing and really pushing the envelope and now it's a little different but it's a cop show and it's uh 14 14 days of shooting today we finished day five of 14 and we're on location mostly because you don't spend a lot of money on a pilot because the pilot is just like a test, you know. Like if it goes, then the show gets picked up and then it airs. But if it doesn't go, well, then they just blew whatever money on that thing because they're like, Meh, we don't think that's going to work. So uh, it's there's a lot more running around and it's a little bit more stressful. It's not terrible. It's not real stress. But uh, and I'm, and can you hear the baby? The baby screaming in the background. I can't. I can't. No. You can't. Okay, I can. Yeah, he's 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 kind of loud. This is he your nephew. Know. Your nephew. This is my nephew. Yeah, this is my sister's. I I was I was uh, it was unex I was it was unexpected that he was here tonight, but my sister had something to do, so my dad was watching the baby. And the voice. He was watching the baby and the voice. So you talked about him watching the voice, and, and uh, yeah. we, we can come back to that. But we, uh, well, I'm going to bring up the voice. So I just I'm, I'm, there's there's my reminder. But continue with your uh, yeah. So anyway, so I'm just a little bit stressed because uh, I don't. I still did not receive a text with my marching orders for the morning. Uh, I'm fairly confident that the pickup I'll have will be at 7 a.m. Uh, it would take me probably no more than an hour to get there in time but i want to make sure i leave early so uh i, I probably want to leave no later than six probably five forty-five, just in right. case because you, you want to be for most of your pickups you want to be at least 15 minutes early and you want to leave room for error because if something happens you're screwed so you know, on a pickup. So, and that's the whole, that's the biggest part of the job is showing up on time. So how soon do they so, tell you? I mean, do they text it to you or how does that work? Yeah, they usually text it to you. So I just... I mean, I have a call point. sheet. Yeah. Right. Like I have a call sheet with all the information, the scenes, the times, the crew call time, <coughs> excuse me, the pickup times. But it doesn't show on the call sheet who's picking up who. That's not the people that write the call sheet. The second assistant director doesn't assign the pickups. The transportation captain or the co-captain, like number one and number two in my job, you know, in my department, they decide who's going to pick up. But today they told me I was driving um, the the lead actor from now on until the end of the show. So I'm fairly confident I'll be picking up the guy that's playing the lead. So is so, that a, is that like a promotion thing? They put you with the lead, so they feel feel good about you. Um. Yeah, I guess. I mean, honestly, I was the last man on this job. Um. I don't know who was driving him prior to this. I mean, he works like every day. You know, he probably has more scenes than any other character on the show. Sure. Okay. I mean, it's really about him. I mean, his character is playing Theo Sipowitz, Andy Sipowitz's son. You know, so I don't think when this show came on the air, I don't think this he was born. But, uh, you know, and I'm pretty sure that toward the end of the series, the um, the, the 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 character was a baby or, or like a couple of years old, you know. And then anyway, so um, I don't know if it, it's not a bad thing that that happened, but I don't know why it happened. I'm not too concerned about it. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm happy to be doing it. And, uh, I don't, you know, it's, there's no stress or pressure to it. It's not that challenging a job in the sense that you just, you're just respectful of, of their space and their time. And you like, like tonight on the way home, he was, uh, he needed to make a phone call and whatever. And he'd been working all day. It's like, and he was apologizing. I'm like, you don't need to apologize. Like this is, it was a short trip anyway. It was only, he's staying in a hotel. that was like, that was like 12 minutes away from, you know, where we were shooting. You know, it's, it's, uh. 
it's not something they have to do, you know, if they want to put their head back and sleep or listen to music or put on headphones. That's cool. But it was nice of him to, like, say, you know, sorry or, you know, is it like, he doesn't need my permission. My job is to drive him from point A to point B. He didn't have to talk to me or be my friend, you know. Yeah. yeah doesn't make me feel a certain way. Yeah, and that would be, yeah, that would be uncomfortable anyway if they wanted to, yeah, let's go well, get a drink, you know, or whatever. That well, whatever, I mean, it depends. If, if if you were if you were working on a TV series for years and driving the same person, you probably have a pretty decent relationship. You know, it's yeah, not like you're right. best of friends, but there's a different kind of thing. Like The Sopranos was a TV series that was on, what was it, seven seasons? Yeah. But it was like over a 10-year period, maybe? Right. Yeah. You know, so, like, and and I'm pretty sure that a lot of the uh, crew uh, was the same throughout. So you become you have a different relationship with people, but um, you know it's 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 the gig, it's the job. So um, yeah, I'm I'm fine. I just I'm I'm a little anxious about it because it's a lot of moving, and, and that's the job. Like, uh, I mean, not a lot. I mean, for what I'm being paid, it's not a lot. So. It's just, and then when I got home, it's like my dad's here with the baby, and I kept wanting to go up here to record, but the baby was here, and my dad, I don't know, my dad always asked me questions, like, uh, he's like, did you look at that email I sent you? And I'm like, what, he sent me a job posting uh, for something at Rutgers University, it could be some sort of video editing job, I'm not really sure, I didn't open it, mm-hmm. and it's like, he does it all the time, and it's very well in, in, intended, and someone else had sent it to him. And it's like, I'm like, I'm working right now. I don't I don't know what the job is. I should probably open the open it one, you know, later. But, and then tell him, yeah, I looked at it. Yeah. And then just tell him, I applied for the job. He will never listen to this podcast anyway. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that job. Um, you know, it's, it, this is the whole thing about staying here. It's, um, I don't want to stay here. I really don't. And it's my dad's 70th birthday on Saturday. And I just feel like it's like there's this level of tension. It was nice to to watch him watch the voice and watch the baby. Like, he was very present with the baby and actually happy. And I'm like, I don't even know that guy. My dad, uh, you know. So you know, uh, when yeah. he watches the voice, you had said, uh, kind of in passing, a conversation we were having a while back that uh, he, uh, I, th- I thought you said that he uh, he just wants to watch and he fast forwards through the, the little, the, and the, the voice is set the, up so that everybody has a sappy vignette. Backstory, right, yeah. Everybody's got, it's like you can't be on there unless you've got a backstory that's got some sad tearjerker or something. Something, something. yeah. Yeah, and so he fast forwards through those, uh, the, through the story and just goes to the sometimes sometimes he really is in in he likes the performances but i think i told you that you know when he was in high school he did he was uh he sang doo-wop yes yes you had, you had right that. yeah i don't know if that's real to real i'm pretty sure it's real to real tapes and i don't know if i have a real to real player because i'd love to find it um i would love to talk to him about it i'm real curious to know like how long he was doing it you know, if they ever performed and like when he watches this show, he has a pretty good singing voice, but he doesn't, he never knows the words, which is challenging. I think mm-hmm. if you want to be a singer, you kind of need yeah. to know the words. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's he, so I don't know. I don't know how he watches it and what, but he gets real into it. You know, I mean, he's probably more passionate watching the voice than he is um, like a, a, you know, like a, a New York Giants football game. Yeah, I, I'm kind of the opposite with the voice, and I, I have watched it some this year. I would just as soon skip the sappy story uh, part. Well, no, that's what he's doing too. He's he's skipping the sappy story. So all right, well, I guess yeah. So maybe maybe I could watch it with him at some point. But yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, you know, the, the not knowing the words when you were talking about that, it was reminding me of uh, Zoe, my my daughter was. Uh, we were going to a uh, we went to this uh, family get together thing. It was a my uh, I've got a uh, homeschooled nephew who's. Uh, Fourteen, uh, and anyway, so um, uh, yeah, he's he's a, he's an interesting. When I say interesting, I, there's there's another word that I uh, I could probably use, but uh, anyway, uh, he's he's uh, homeschooled. Maybe that's the maybe that's the best adjective just to come up with it. But uh, we're having a birthday party for him, and there was uh, various relatives there, and uh, so um, this, somebody brought uh, deviled eggs, and uh, Zoe was standing there, and she heard somebody say deviled eggs and. 
and she was uh, kind of confused by that. Uh, even though she's uh, 13 years old, she uh, she said, "What are they called?" And uh, so there's like deviled eggs, and she goes, uh, "She's like," and then she explains. She said, "I've always thought that that they were called doubled eggs, D- you know, like doubled, like there's two of them, doubled eggs," and uh, which. Kind of, if you look at the way they're made, that kind of makes sense a little bit. There, you know, you take the egg out, you, you, you re remix it up with a bunch of other stuff, and and stir it back up and plop it back in the egg. So she thought that they were doubled eggs, and then uh, so then we were making jokes about uh, other double doubled things, like the the double went down to Georgia and some stuff like that. And she was not appreciating all of that. But uh, yeah, if you don't know the words to the song, I guess well you can make some. Other, I guess yeah, maybe the point I'm trying to make is that you can. Make, you, you, make it up. You hum. You hum along. You hum along, and then you throw in yeah. which, what, you th- yeah. what you think is real right along, the, along right. the way but, there. So, yeah. But, but, but staying here, I mean, I did have the moment of watching him with the baby, and he was, like, making the baby laugh by, like, kind of, like, not quite giving him a raspberry, but just kind of doing something, like, to his face, like, you know, and then the baby yeah. would giggle and, and then want more, and, and then... And then uh, at the same time, though, I didn't feel like I was part of it. I was almost like a voyeur, and uh, and, and then and then I just I just didn't want to be here because it's his birthday on Saturday, and uh, and I feel like every day that I'm here, there's like a little something. Just it's small, but it's just like I could be completely mistaken. But like small, I said, he'll never dig, listen to you this. Think a small, small, a small I mean, I just, friction, just there's tension. Yeah, I think so. I mean, and I don't know if it's coming from me, from him, from both of us, or whatever. But uh, were you wishing? Were you wishing you were the baby? Were you? Were you wishing you were the one getting the direct eye contact? You were the one getting the 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 love, the love, the attention. Do, do, were you? Was there any point in you looking at the child? Oh, okay, the, so the little me. The, I want to be the the, little, the, the short the short answer to that is is sort of. <laughs> it's in the <laughs> sense that you know what. I, so the way he could look at and see the baby as the baby and accept the baby as a baby. So yes. when the baby bangs on the copper, the really nice copper coffee table, and it doesn't bother him, right? even yes. though things like that always bother him, I want him to look at me and accept me for who I am. Either that or maybe you should warn the baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I don't want to warn. Look, so while he may accept my children for who they am, it's not exactly the same of what it was when he, they were a baby, or at least it's my perception that it's not exactly the same. So the short answer is I don't want to put, like, my head on baby's head and, oh, look, it's me, it's a baby, but I want him to do, just to see me, right? Yes, That's what yeah. I want him to see. And maybe right. he does see me, and maybe I don't accept him for who he is, and he's that's just the way I am. The worst impression I've ever done on my dad. I'm not. I don't even have the energy. I'm have to be real about this right now. It's like, and I've actually I've been emotional tonight. I've 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 shed a couple of tears. Uh, some happy tears, mostly. I don't even know. I'm just a very emotional fella. Right? I think it's daylight savings time. It's I think it's just pretty sure it's daylight savings time. Or it's late, late 40s, a little menstruation, a little, just, little menopause, just, a little, uh, is, is this yeah. going on here? It's, it's, you know. just... Yeah, he's probably he's he's he's. I think what's going on that happens to a lot of a lot of dudes, a lot of guys, um, and um, perhaps women too. I don't know. I'm just speaking from the guy angle. I think as uh, as as we get a little older, sometimes there's a there's a, 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 a well there's a, there's a period of time where you go through where you're more dickish. You're more you're more of a dick. You're more of a big dick. And then you as you as you and this is as opposed to I had a, I had a cousin a cousin Richard that my I used to always aunt because dick. My, well, well, my my aunt, my aunt Helen, used to call my my first cousin Richard. She would call him uh, little baby Dick or baby Dick. Little, no, no, she didn't. Yes, yeah, she did. This was before what year is this? I'm. This is you know the seventies. Yes, yes, in the seventies, and she was uh, she was an old school one old. You know, she was one mm-hmm. didn't, she didn't know. They nobody made a dick joke around here. The dick thing wasn't uh, that. You know, they, there used to be the, the the you know they had those. Uh, 
Well, back in the day when when uh, you can Google this, uh, they they had uh, there's a lot of dick buttons and dick stuff when Richard Nixon was running. Dick was still in the nomenclature as something you could use as a uh, you know something that wasn't perceived as being a, a dick, you know. But um, she would refer to the little baby dick and, or, or little and when it, but I had heard it. Obviously, I knew that there was uh, you know, there was a double entendre there that we had some. Uh, ambiguity with little baby dick and it always cracked me up little baby dick but um so uh what i'm saying is uh, the big dick that that you're you're perceiving him to be he's 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 mellowing the dick is mellowing he's he's getting there's a there's a more mellow dick there and uh he's he's trying to come around he's trying to work his way through it he's he's um he's probably doing some Probably doing some Eastern mysticism somewhere uh, in the house that nobody knows about. He's probably lighting a candle. He's probably, uh, I don't know, he may may have a spiritual advisor that he's talking to. Uh, it's, it's, it's entirely possible. <laughs> Not likely, but, you know, it's possible, I guess. Maybe. Stranger things have happened, I guess, you know? There's no spiritual uh, advisor. Are, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, I saw this uh, on, there's a New York Times uh, Sunday uh, edition article that I saw. They were talking about, um, they've, they've named, I don't know if they named it, but it was in the article as being named. But uh, there's, there's, this, there's this thing now that's happening. We're all doing it in the United States and all throughout the world. It's, you know, we walk around with our, with our phone in our hand. And as I'm realizing, I've got a, uh, I just bought a doodad for my phone that allows me to, um, uh, it's got like this really cool, uh, like, um, elastic handle thing for the for my phone case that sticks onto the phone case so that I can just it, my phone just becomes part of my hand it's just it's like stuck it's you put your hand through there it's like a sports grab kind mm-hmm. of thing sports grab device that connects to my phone so I can have my phone in my hand constantly and I just I can't drop it it's it's awesome I love it but uh, so anyway the, it was we're all walking around and you know you're you're in in houses and you're in restaurants and you're you're in rooms with people and and, and you're looking at your phone they They've identified now that uh, that's, of course, rude. We've all been talking about that for a long time, that, you know, people that look at their phone instead of uh, paying attention to the conversations going on in the, in the, in the, in the room, that that's uh, a bad thing. But now they've got a term for it, and the term they're calling it, it's, it's fubbing, P-H-U-B-B-I-N-G, fubbing. And uh, fubbing is the idea that you're snubbing someone in real life. You're snubbing that real but you're. But you're replacing SN with PH for phone? PH for phone, yeah. So fubbing mm-hmm. is what they, they had. So it, fubbing is now something that they've named. And if they named it, now we can all talk about it. So if you're in, in a situation where if your dad is looking at his phone too much, I mean, it's probably you that's looking at your phone. But, <laughs> um, you know, um, quit fubbing, man. You're, 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 so I, hopefully you're not fubbing and he's just feeling distant because of that. Or, you know, but uh, I don't know. There's all kinds of reasons that uh, the big dick, you know, baby dick. Is, there's there's lots of dicks in the world, so I don't know. I did just want my dad to look at me like I'm a baby dick. <laughs> just a, no, I don't. I just, did you hear? There was only there was one thing that brought me joy this week. What was the one thing that brought you joy? Did you hear that? I think it was the CBC, the Canadian Broadcasting Company. Had there was an article about hipsters or why hipsters look alike oh, is yeah, when you yeah. have a group that that sort of goes they go there's the counterculture you yes. see the same thing with punks or any other thing but they use hipsters as the example is because they kind of end up conforming to one another and they used um, a photograph of a guy and the guy had the beard and what's the hat that you always refer to the <laughs> the bean what did you call it did i have a name for it i don't know you did have a name for it, but it's it's not a beanie, but it's like the hipster, like, knit cap kind of deal, right? So they had a picture of a guy with a beard, white guy with a beard, and that hat, you know, that, like, knit cap that guys wear inside, you know, like the hipsters wear. And uh, it's a profile. Pie, pork pie hat? I, I know, not a pork pie hat. <laughs> but anyway, you had talked about it, and I thought it was a skull cap. Is that what oh, you called yeah, it? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did have a name for that one. Scully. Yeah, you did. Scully. Scully, something like that. So, yeah, so, yeah. so anyway, so there's a picture of this guy. And what they did was they got it from Getty Images, and Getty Images like is legit, and they have model releases and the whole thing. And yeah. then they edited the photo, they processed a little bit, changed the colors, whatever, obscured it a little. And uh, 
apparently some some guy he had friends had seen it and said hey you're in this article about hipsters and the guy felt all he was got annoyed he was pissed off right that they used his picture the whole the whole story is that you know these nonconformists end up looking alike and they used hipsters as the example so this guy wrote an angry letter to the editor saying don't use my picture so they of course they immediately looked into it and be like you know did andrew jones that's not his name but you know you know, do we have a release form for this guy? And then, of course, Getty gets back to him, to the you know the publication, and says, uh, "Yeah, we have a release form, but that's not the guy's name." So the guy <laughs> he mistook <laughs> the picture of some other guy as him, and he was angry that he looked. <laughs> Yeah, how good is that? I mean, it was processed because I guess they showed him the unedited photo, and he was like, "Oh yeah, that's not me." Uh, no, <laughs> not not really me. That's yeah. so fucking good. Yeah, <laughs> trying to look like he's all you know. Yeah, he's yeah. He's, he's, he's very yeah. unique individual, and yeah, uh, yeah nonconformist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hipsters look so much alike that even they don't know that it's not a picture of them. That's how. Non-conformist, but they are such conformists. I hate hipsters. I'm yeah, hipster. but you know, yeah. there's that's that's gone on for a long, a long time. There's like there, there's a, always you know a group of uh, typically a high school age. Uh, there's there's some group of kids that all you, you look at them and you go they, they all they have a certain look whatever they they've decided to mm-hmm. adopt and then you realize mm-hmm. they're all buying the shit at what you go to some store in the mall and it's yeah. all coming from that same that yeah. same place. It's just yeah. okay. Yeah. They bought the uniform that yeah, yeah. came from yeah from that place. Yeah. Yeah. It's all these nonconformists. You got like the, the Amish. They all fucking look alike, you know. Yeah, they do. They do. Dia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Where'd you guys get those fucking hats? They're the same thing. You all look alike. You idiots. Anyway, but uh, yeah, the uh, my, my moment of joy this week uh, came. I, I ran into a, a guy that I haven't seen in ages. I worked with him uh, many years ago, and I haven't seen him in a long time. I've actually thought about him, and and uh, he's. Uh, um, he, he's an inspirational dude, and the reason I say that is because uh, he uh, he's had he's had a lot of hardship in his life. Uh, he was born, he, and this is something you'd have to Google, but um, he's a um, he's what's known as a thalidomide baby. Uh, there was a drug mm-hmm. that, that was prescribed, I believe, like late 50s, early 60s or some, something like that. Uh, and uh, it was, a, I don't know what the actual drug was given to women for, but uh, the women that took it all ended up, or a great many of them ended up having these babies that were, uh, had these uh, deformities that were um, kind of uniform, actually. They all, they, they all tended to have these limb deformities, these arm deformities. And so um, he's had... Uh, um, uh, both of his arms are affected, and uh, it's hard to describe. But they're, you know, he's got, uh, I think, uh, missing a finger. I think he's got three fingers and a thumb on both hands, and uh, his arms are um, not at all like a, a normal arm. They're very, you know, oddly shaped, oddly put together. And he's had a lot of, uh, he's had, as a child, he had a lot of surgeries and, and some things like that to try to, to. to uh, to to help it and everything and he got to the point in his life he told me that at at one point in his life he just decided fuck it i am not going to uh, i'm not i'm through with all all the medical procedures i am what i am and and uh, even though it's uh, you know makes life you know more difficult obviously than somebody that's just walking around with normal limbs i'm just going to deal with it and that's it so the job i worked with this guy at was uh, we we worked at uh, at Best Buy and uh, this was um, back in the older days of yore for Best Buy, where there was a lot more. I think uh, more so now. Maybe I guess they still do, but uh, it seemed like we lugged around a lot of TVs uh, that. Uh, I don't see these guys at Best Buy you know, grabbing anymore. Not that I'm in Best Buy that often anymore either. But uh, but uh, it was it was a pretty physical job, and so you know, there's a lot of uh, you know, like a uh, as an example. Well, he, one of the differences would be TVs were much heavier back in the day. A Sony 27 inch Sony Trinitron TV in the box weighed mm-hmm. 105 pounds, mm-hmm, uh, and. Right. Uh, Royce uh, is this guy's name, even with his fucked up arms and uh, the uh, gyrations one might have to go through to uh, just a, a what I would say a normal person would have to go to 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 hoist up one of these uh, 27 inch TVs uh, on your shoulder and carry it off by yourself. 
uh, which most guys in the store, not everybody could do, but m most people in the store, most of the, the, the dudes anyway, could, could do that if they had to. Um, Royce could as well. He could, he could grab this 27 inch TV and zip it up and pop it up on his shoulder and walk away with it and carry it out to somebody's vehicle. Uh, and, uh, like I said, it's, uh, tough to do. And he, he never, uh, the guy, I played basketball with the guy a, a bunch of times. He, he's got a crazy weird shot. He plays, he's actually a pretty good basketball player. He's, he's got this shot that's hard to defend because he comes at things from a weird angle and um even when his uh, as an example when it, <laughs> when his uh when his he's uh, walking along and his pants start to slide down he's got to try to reach down to pull his pants up it's 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 more of an effort than most of us have okay so the guy the guy worked his ass off he rode motorcycles um did a really good job and he, he i a lot of times even though i haven't seen him in years i've thought about him and i thought sometimes when i'm i'm uh feeling sorry for myself or when i'm doing something physical and i'm having a rough time a lot of times royce pops into my head and i think well if that dude can do it uh i, I should build it to get through this he's he's been sort of an inspiration in, the, in that regard so i see the guy and run into him at a at a store and i'm like hey you know we're like what's what's happening and, and uh, he looks good uh, he's uh, uh, he's aging well, and uh, I, I thought, and uh, he's lost some weight, and he looks good, and everything. And uh, the very first thing out of his mouth was, uh, he's like, he goes, yeah, he goes, uh, living alone now. And I said, really? And he, I, he had been married uh, and divorced once, and he'd gotten married. This would have been the second second time he got married. And he said, yeah, I caught uh, caught the old lady sleeping with a neighbor, sleeping with a neighbor guy. And I was like, oh well, that you know, that's. It's not good. Bad, bad news. And uh, he said, I'm sorry to hear that. But uh, anyway, I hope things are going going pretty good now. And he goes, yeah, it's going good now. He goes, uh, I learned that it uh, really is, uh, it's not a good idea to take a, uh, a four-wheeler with a snowplow on it and try to uh, drive through the neighbor's garage door because they'll put you in jail for that. They, they will definitely put you in jail for that. And I'm like, oh, really? He's like, yeah, they, they do put you in jail for that. And he goes, and if you threaten somebody with a pistol or burn all of your wife's belongings in your driveway, they'll put you in jail for that, too. I'm <laughs> 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 like, okay, well, that's a lot. How long ago was this? How long ago did this happen that he was so matter-of-fact about it? Um, well, he said, um, he goes, I, he said, I went off the deep end. He goes, I, he goes, I, I went straight into the bottle uh, and I uh, had to go through. He goes, I, I went through um, rehab and he goes, I, I haven't drank in quite a while and I'm, I'm doing great and uh, not drinking anymore. And uh, so it's, it's, I guess I didn't, I didn't get an exact count as to when all this shit happened. <laughs> He's come back at Best Buy. Hey, you know, these flat panel TVs are pretty light. They're pretty lightweight now, you know. <laughs> By the way, I've got a gun. Job's easy. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's he just and I, I was like, damn. I okay. So some people are comfortable with with doing stuff like that. They just drop all this truth right on you. I mean, this and it's almost just like too much. I was like, I don't know if I would have said all that. It's like, damn. It's like uh, <laughs> I don't know if he thought that I <laughs> might have known this somehow, and he was just c confessing, or if he just feels good because of the uh, if he's gone through like the AA rehab thing. I think uh, coming that, coming clean with. Uh, mm with things is uh, is a big part of that and uh but wow i was like damn <laughs> okay uh i could uh, tell you some stories but they're not going to be nearly as interesting as any of that shit let me tell you none of it <laughs> but uh other than the fact i told him well i haven't really been drinking either so um we got that in common a little bit so i've been now it's uh three weeks i'm going on well not whatever it was i drank uh two three weeks ago but and then so once in four months but um yeah if it brought me to the point where i was uh feeling like uh, although you know catching his wife in bed with the neighbor guy i guess that was the, the well have you had any desire to to bring harm to any of your neighbors for any reason whatsoever in recent months no and i i don't hmm. own a gun so that would be uh i would have to threaten them with something uh like a baseball bat i guess that would be the the uh, most serious i could do with that um don't have a four-wheeler with a snowplow, uh, so I couldn't do anything in the, in that regard. That would be that would be kind of fun to have, but uh, no. I've, I've been I've been oh, springs. You know, like we were beginning the show here, we we're talking about springs uh, kind of arriving slowly and starts and stops here. And I've been looking at uh, I 
may possibly buy some kind of a, well, I was looking at maybe getting an electric bike, uh, you know, uh, some version of those, and there's all kinds of different ones out now. They're really starting to be a bunch of them that I'm I'm seeing that are. The the one with like the the battery or like, you know, like like the Bosch battery or something. Yeah, yeah. And there's all kinds of them that are coming out now. And they they started about, I've seen them for um, like about a thousand bucks and up, depending on uh, how fancy you get. Uh, And uh, so I was thinking about that. And then I've, uh, since I've been Googling that, looking at that stuff a little bit, I've had all kinds of, of course, uh, retargeting ads and stuff like that that are that are popping up for me. So they're they're, they're really following me everywhere th- with this stuff. But the the little scooters now also uh, are something that I've been seeing a, a lot of ads for. And uh, you like the ones that if you go to, I was just reading an article about South by Southwest is going on right now in uh, down in Texas, down in Austin, and uh, at South by Southwest, uh, I guess they're really trying to capitalize on the scooter thing. And I, I was down in, uh, I think I talked about on the show when I was down in Nashville last time. There's scooters everywhere in. in uh, in Nashville, the rental scooters. And the rental scooters, the ones, yeah, yeah, like in New York, we have city bike. We don't have the scooters, but in the L.A. and San Francisco and a few other places, they, they've got them, and they just leave yeah. them wherever. They don't have a dock. Yeah, right, yeah, you just you just drop it wherever, wherever you're They at. wouldn't work in New York City. Because there are too many pedestrians. There, yeah, there's pedestrians, and then there's also you can't really get on the street either, you know, because... You know, yeah, I don't think that would work. Yeah, it would, but some of these places, God, like Nashville is really crowded in, in the uh, in the downtown area. It's not you know nearly as big or congested as like Manhattan or something. But uh, anyway, so I've been looking at the uh, at, at those, and thinking maybe that might be the idea. But um, something along those lines. And then I also started looking at they got these really rad fucking. Uh, uh, I guess basically they're like a, uh, not really a mini bike, but they're 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 basically like a moped. They got these these ones now that look that look really like industrial and uh, and they look urban. They're, they're an urban looking moped. I was thinking maybe I should get one of those to go back and forth with because I've got it's like four miles door to door, and that would be I don't know that would be a fun way to spend the summer. I think going back and forth until it rains like fuck someday, and I get caught in the rain and I'm pissed. And, but you know. But I don't know. I'm, I'm giving it. I'm giving it some thought. I've been shopping around. I've been looking. I've been uh, trying to trying to make a decision. We'll see. I don't know. I had to probably come up with something. So yeah, that or I'll ride my bike. But uh, I could drive. But uh, have you tried those electric bikes? Uh, I have not tried one. That's the. They're fast. Yes, I've heard that. It's fast. like scary fast. Yes, I've heard that. Yeah, because if you yeah. go, basically, they're they're like electric. I mean, if you about twenty five. There's a governor on it. Like it doesn't yeah. go more than I think twenty five or twenty six miles an hour. Whatever it is, it really was too quick. fast. They get speed really quick. Yeah, that's yeah. what I've heard. And this the electric cars are like that too. If you've ever driven an electric car, um, they they uh, the full on electric, not the hybrids, but the full electric cars are sneaky fast. It's like bizarre. And I guess the. Uh, the uh, um, um, uh, what's his uh, the the what's the uh, Tesla uh, Elon, Elon Musk yeah the Tesla the new Tesla one is like crazy unbelievably fast but even like the uh, I have uh, uh, the Chevy Volt I have driven one of those and I've driven the uh, Nissan Leaf and uh, they're even those those level of electric cars are fast you know it's just they get to speed really quickly and uh it's it's kind of yeah it's freaky but yeah i don't know it'd be fun we'll see pretty soon we'll at one point i know we're gonna all have to we're gonna if uh what's her name aoc if she gets her way we'll all be riding those things that's all we'll have so just it's got to be no but she takes like ubers everywhere but I saw the story. Changed. Well, that's how that's, that's how socialism hip, works. A hypocrite. It's a hypocrite. That's how she'll be the head of the social. social oh. She's a socialist. Uh, no, she's a. What did I see? Uh, she's a. Uh, um, uh, okay, so you got socialism and uh, society. Uh, 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 I'm trying to remember how they uh, how they phrased it, but anyway. Um, socialite socialism. Yeah. Okay. So she's the socialite socialist, which means. She rides in the Ubers and takes the, you know, takes the gas sucking stuff. But she can tell us <laughs> what's appropriate for us to do. Uh, I don't know. Right. So uh, there's there's like twelve um, Democrats 
you know, that have announced they're running for president. Right? Oh, there's got to be more than that, aren't there? Well, it's 12, I think, right now. 12 that are confirmed that they're going to do it. Okay. And uh, I think I think it was up a little higher, and then a couple dropped out. And uh, then, um, but uh, there's like the dark horse that isn't in it yet. Uh, I think I'm voting for Nino Betancourt, you know? Nuno? Yeah. yeah. Nino, Nino, Nuno. Nuno I think Nino I Betancourt Nuno. is the guy in White Lion. Or no, no maybe he was an extreme. Extreme, more than words guy. Extreme, yeah. more than words guy. Is yeah. he the lead singer or was he the guitarist? He's, he's the, the guitarist. Lead singer. He's the guitarist. Okay. He's a little Italian guy. He's about five yeah. foot five and he weighs about yeah. buck 20, sucking around. He's, uh, <laughs> he's a nice guy. I met Nuno. Um, oh, you met him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Nuno, he's, okay. Nuno Betancourt. Uh, he's, he's a uh, soft-spoken, very thoughtful guy. He's been, uh, who's somebody he's been hanging around with. I, I just read recently, oh, he's uh, been uh, hanging around with... Uh, with uh, uh, Tawny Katane. No, not, well, he probably that too. But no, he's re- recording, I think he did the solo stuff that uh, uh, Aerosmith, what's his name? Uh, not Steve. Steve Perry, right, right, gotcha. No, no, not Steve Perry, the singer. Not Steve Perry, uh, Joe Tyler. Steven Tyler, Joe Perry. Steven Tyler, Joe Perry, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Steven <laughs> Tyler. He's Steven That's Tyler's right. buddy, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. He, yeah, he did. He's done work with him recently, but in, in a lot of stuff. He's, he's a great guitar player, but. In, in the, <laughs> So yeah. wait, so who's the guy I'm thinking of? Uh, the 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 Texas guy, Beto, Beto, Beto. He's like Beto, my age. Beto, 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 Noonan. Yeah, what is? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> Noonan Court. Now it's always going to be Noonan Court. It's like, no, what no. are we even talking about? <laughs> Beto, Beto Noonan Court. Thunder, <laughs> Thunder Court. <laughs> that that guy, that guy's like a Metallica fan. You know, he's he's my age. He's a Gen X guy. Yeah, well, you know, that's yeah. He's almost yeah. too old to be a Metallica fan, you know. So, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> pretty, yeah, we've got. There's been a bunch of them. I, I saw that uh, uh, Yang, Yang, uh, Yang mm-hmm. uh, Andrew Yang. He's now he's he's. I don't know if you've been following this, but he's trying to game the system um, with. Uh, they've got the Democrats have debates separate from the you know know, just the democratic debates it's just those candidates that will be speaking and now that when when we get to the to the end of this thing and there's like going to be they they figure there there will be about 20 uh of the um people that are candidates at that point of the democrats they're not going to let all 20 democrats on stage they'll have a, a vetting system where some of them will get up and be able to be a part of the debates and others won't some of this will be based on the amount of money that they've raised and the number of people that have contributed to their election fund and andrew yang uh, is a smart guy he really is he's decided to game the system and he's made a big push to make sure that he gets the requisite sixty-five thousand individual donors that are uh, needed by may 15th if you don't have 65 individual people donating to your campaign by may 15th 2019 he will not be included in the debates that they have later in the year and he's already at sixty-four thousand. 857 according to his website 64857 uh, individual donors so he's going to make it no problem he'll be a part of the debates uh, even though he's not going to have uh, he probably won't even be uh, polling at one percent at that point I, I doubt because his uh, you know the stuff that he's running on the tenants that he's running on which are basically this universal universal basic income thing and uh, Medicare for all uh, I don't think are going to be uh, he's he's got no chance in, in hell I, I think the only guy that really I think the only Democrat that really does have a, of a, a, a great chance of a solid chance of beating Trump uh, is uh, and, I, and I hate to say it uh, I wish there were stronger candidates but uh, I think that it's it's Biden is the only one Biden yeah well, well but but Nuno Betancourt is a yeah. threat there yes. are conservative groups that are already running negative ads against him before he's even decided to run because yeah. he's a bit of a centrist to yeah. a certain degree, so they're kind of going after him. And as a, yeah, a, I've, I've read his, his his stuff, and he yeah, he does come more towards the center. So you know, it's got to get through the field of, of the Democrats first. And it's funny because yeah. when you hear the Democrats talk about when they'll say, you know, you hear both uh, that both Biden and Bernie are too old. Well, too old for what? They're they're that would be a, a decision that the party has to make, and that's it's only a decision within the Democratic Party about the old factor. Because, well, maybe with Bernie, Bernie's I think per, perceived to be an, as an older guy maybe than Trump. 
Trump. But I think most people in their mind's eye, when they look at Biden, I don't think they'd look at him and go, he's considerably older than Trump or he's even... No, it's bizarre. He's a very young... How old is he? 76? He's like 76, I think, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, he doesn't come across like 76. He's Yeah, yeah. Comes across like like maybe like a 60-year-old. There's something about him. He's got like a swagger. He does have a swagger, so yeah, I think he's got it. And that, so something else that uh, I think is I, th- I think is still c- possible to happen is um, I think that okay. So the I, I don't know if this is the first presidential election that's uh, they've been able to do this, but the um, the uh, libertarians are on uh, the ticket in all fifty states. This will be this go around. Uh, so there there'll be some libertarian candidate that could be there. Okay, so most of the time. They don't field anybody that's got you know a chance in hell. You know whether it's you know, Gary Johnson uh, has been the last couple times for them. You know he's he's, you know, he's, he's grabbed a, a percentage of, of the vote, but it hasn't been a, a, a demonstrable uh, effect on anything. But if somebody and one of the somebody that I, I'm thinking of one somebody, which is uh, and he's still uh, he's still hinting it. Now I can hear the baby, but uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, baby's like so I'm glad it's I'm glad it's on that. It's very end, verbal, right? mm-hmm. um, but. Anyway, um, if uh, Mark Cuban is, if if Mark Cuban were to run as a libertarian, uh, just because he can get on the ballot in all fifty states, that would throw shit into, uh, I think, a huge uh, state of disarray. And I think there's a lot of people that would vote that way, not because they're libertarians. Um, they would they would vote just because if they if they were willing enough to stick a uh, they'd throw throw something into the gears of, of the United States to put a stick in the, into the gears just to see what would happen uh, and uh, which is what we did with with Trump for the most part a lot of people that vote was just like all right let's let's just vote for Trump just to fuck with this just to see what happens um, okay if they were willing to do that last time I think there's still a lot of people that are still willing to do that and if they looked at um, uh, these two parties and thought well Trump we know what we know what that is we've, we've seen that for four years and it doesn't look really if uh, the Democrats end up with uh, well Biden is an example, even though I like I, I like Biden, um, if they were to end up with Biden as a candidate, there's a lot of people that say I don't really perceive any change there that's happened within that party. They're not doing anything that's uh, particularly exciting. Let's uh, let's go for the third candidate. If enough of those voted for, I'm not saying he could win as a uh, from coming from that way, but it could really throw the whole thing into a into a crazy crazy tizzy crazy tizzy uh, that's what i'm predicting is a crazy tizzy but i don't know i like seeing the fact that some of these guys are talking about on the democrat side or talking about some new ideas and there's some new faces starting to occur and uh you know it's 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 gonna be fun to watch and and i feel i even though things are as crazy as they are when you look at the uh, the the newspaper every day i or not that anybody looks at a newspaper when you hear the news when you try to figure out whatever news makes sense to you when you're looking at whatever the hell source it is you're trying to pull that from um and that's hard to sometimes figure out what what to pay attention to but um what what occurs to me is we have we we're, we're we're moving along and we're 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 operating in in pretty good stead. The country is, despite of all of this, despite of everything, all the infighting and all the the gridlock and and the goofiness and the 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 uh, the, the, the stuff that's going on with Trump. Uh, in spite of all of that, we're still okay, and uh, <laughs> we're going to be okay. Oh, I was watching a news story about the blackouts in Venezuela. Yeah, crazy. since Thursday. It's fucking yeah. Monday. It's yes. fucking bad shit crazy. Like they were operating on a fucking baby with a fucking flashlight. To fu- it's, in- it's fucking nuts. Yes. And but that is. Did some exactly. crazy ass yeah. motherfucking shit. Yeah. Like, I was listening to an interview on NPR and there was this older woman who was just fucking. Cr- like the whole thing is nuts. Like she's still supporting. You know, I, I can't remember. What's the fucking Guido? Gosh, suck with the names and the information. I don't know who the players are in Venezuela. I've just oh. kind of, you know, followed a little bit of it, seeing that uh, where they're at. But yeah, I mean, the they just couldn't believe the images I was watching. Was yeah, like, the whole economy has collapsed to the point that they yeah, and they've got two apparently two different uh, uh, people that are claiming to be uh, or two groups that are claiming to be in charge of things. And uh, so that's right. Yeah. Yeah, 
No, I wouldn't want yeah. to be there. I'm glad. I'm glad to be here. I, I'm seriously happy that I live here in these these United States. And and I think some of these uh, discussions, uh, some of the fights like we're having, like about uh, immigration and walls and all this stuff. Even though um, both sides are looking at it as, uh, uh, you know, that they're absolutely correct about their way of, of thinking about it and. Uh, I, I think the, something, at least, at least the discussion's happening. Where something's, something's going to, something will uh, come out of it that, that uh, I think is a compromise down the road that uh, gets us into a better, a better position where we finally have dealt with the subject. We like kicking the can down the road forever. That's that's the United States government, and we we let one side deal with stuff in their fashion for for eight years uh, for a couple terms and then uh, we let the other side kick the can down the road for a while nobody yeah but they kick it in the other direction yeah they do but there's no correct direction there is no there's correct no, direction it's just, it's just a game it's just a fucking game this we've been doing stupid. that we've been doing that for a long oh. fucking time for since the I guess since the country yeah since the country started but uh, yeah exactly so you know and I just I have to deal with stuff at, at home I'm more when I get too crazy about looking at that stuff, and uh, I, I just I, th I think to myself, I should just deal with stuff that's that's going on in my house, and try to re realize that uh, kids hate me. Uh, <laughs> from about uh, God, I've, the, I'm in a household with uh, th three three other uh, females. There's a lot of estrogen uh, around there. You got when when kids reach about age uh, 13, 14, it's like <sighs> they, that's all they want to do is give you that. They just want to look at you like, give me money and leave me alone. Just give me money and leave me alone. It's and uh, yeah, I can deal with that. That's uh, that's. Uh, a, so it's more and more and more important to me than, than worrying about whether Trump's going to get his wall funded uh, and much more. So that's what I got to do. Just got to figure out if uh, how to get to, how to get uh, through through the next day. How to how to deal with it. I was uh, so I was having this conversation when we had the uh, the birthday party for the. Uh, for the homeschooled kid and uh, his his mother, who uh, uh, she's. Um, She's kind of uh, well. She she pulled the kids in, in into a homeschool situation. Uh, m mostly, she says, because um, not so much. It sounded like when it started that the kids were uh, that the kids were complaining necessarily any more than other kids than any kid would about school. But but mom decided that uh, that she didn't really want to deal with with the with the powers that be at the schools. She she didn't like the the interaction with. Uh, teachers or administration or whatever and she didn't like the school system so she pulled the kids out of school and decided uh, they've got two kids and decided to to do the homeschool thing and uh she's got a different viewpoint about a lot of things and when we're having wait i don't remember exactly how it got brought up but we were talking about um somebody brought up something about the apocalypse and uh she said as we were talking about ap apocalyptic things, she said, you know, she goes, I hate to say it. She goes, but um, if something like that ever came along where we were, you know, something that was kind of apocalyptic and came along or we got into some sort of a situation where, you know, uh, the, the, the shit hit the fan, things fell apart like that. She goes, I would probably just pretty much as soon as I figured out that that was happening, that it was going on, she goes, I would probably just find a way to end it. I, I just give up. I just that, that would be. I, I would want to be around if things were that difficult. I would. I would just. I would probably just find a way to end it. And then uh, in the room, so there's um, there's probably fifteen or so relatives that are in the room. Um, there's uh, a few people that actually were like, you know, I don't know. I wouldn't want to be around either. They were. They were. They were agreeing with her. And then there was another group of people that were like, and you could see as you looked around a little bit, looking around like, fuck that, I'm fighting. <laughs> and they had the, the uh, idea that, okay, shit, it's the fan. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, finding, I'm finding the food and the gun and I'm going to kill the zombies or, or whatever it is that's, that's going on. There, there's, a, there's a certain group that will do that and there's a certain group that won't and uh, that are stubborn enough that they, they just want to... Uh, the stubborn will hang on and they, some the other people are just going to give up. And uh, uh, I, I, I hope I'm on the side that I, I want to kill zombies is what I'm saying, I guess. I, I'm going to fight. That's, that's where I'm at. I want to get killed.
by a zombie and become a zombie. <laughs> no, I mean that's what the job. That's it's just this is what the job is. I'm a zombie right now. Literally, <laughs> like, it, <laughs> I, I'm I'm here. I'm with you. I'm listening. I'm literally. There have been a couple of times where, you know, my head is is like kind of do like sort of almost like a narcoleptic, like an eighty-something-year-old narcoleptic. Where you just, uh, your head starts to drift, and then yeah. my, I have like a uh, you know um, what do you call that like little microphone thing? Lab that, lab no, no, like the 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 oh god, what do you call that? Like a windscreen, but oh, the yeah. one that's like foam that goes over the microphone. So it's, in yeah, you know, like you a mean. condom, like it's like a condom for the microphone, like a foam condom. Yeah, so I, I've, a couple of times I've done this, and you could probably hear it. I don't know. I couldn't tell you the exact moment, but that's my <laughs> nose. That's my head di dipping down and my chin going into my neck, and it's like, <laughs> we can so, do AMSR audio. <laughs> just so fucking stupid. I could change your name on the, on the credits to <sighs> Yawn, Yawn M. Craig. Yawn. My name is Yawn. I'm, uh, yeah. Th th oh, did you listen to Mark Maron's thousandth episode? No. Who's on his thou thousandth? I, I did. He, he and his producer. Pro it's just the two of them. Uh, is, are they doing the music thing? I heard he had something about some music stuff. He was there doing. is a music thing. Yeah, he's coming out with a record. There's for Record Store Day, which is April. I want to say April sixteenth, but yeah. Uh, all I can remember is maybe Cheryl Crow. I don't know. I can't remember. But uh, no, it's just it's about two and a half hours long. The episode. So producer just just uh, talking just talking about, about the show, the history of the show, how it started. You know, um, him buying the wrong microphones <laughs> the first time. Um, and then, you know, like taking stuff from Air America Radio, you know, like the first mixer they had, you know, the Samson. Oh, he was there, so he stole some stuff when he left? Yeah, and they were using the recording studio even though they were no longer under their employee and they were still had access to the studio and knew like the night engineer. And it was like, at first, the early episodes were like more like radio shows, and that's what the sound was. It's a pretty, it's a pretty worthwhile listen, um, and just sort of the the evolution of the show, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, I was like, but it is two and a half hours, uh, so it's going to take me a while to get through it. Um, I'm pretty sure I'll finish by uh, their two thousandth episode. It's long, but it's good. Yeah. I just but that that's not a, a reflection of the episode. I just was very distracted today at work. I was running around quite a bit and like, you know, there's a walkie talkie and, you know, I get called. And it's, it's very distracting. So but um halfway through. But it was it was good. It's worthwhile if you're uh even if you're not a Mark Marin fan if you are a uh, podcast fan and interested in podcasts or have a podcast, it's worth listening to because of like when they started, where they came from, their perspective, and you know his producer was a radio producer, but like a junior one, he was pretty young. He was like twenty five at the time, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a slow climb and it's a lot of work, but it was a very different landscape back when he started. You know, all those early adopters kind of had a it, there was a network and a, it was very supportive to a certain degree and right, now there's yeah. so many fucking it's just too many there's a lot of podcasts there really are there's we're starting to f have some uh, things go on now that are uh, unprecedented i read uh, today that uh, there's some guy that's doing one of these lore type podcasts and i can't remember the name of it but uh Apparently, it's uh, pretty big as far as one of those uh, true crime type things. Uh, anyway, the guy that does the podcast, that voices it and, and uh, does the research and puts it all together, uh, apparently has been... Uh, uh, he's he's uh got his own separate account and okay so the the podcast is uh, a, a part of some network and i can't remember the name of the, of the network but uh, he, he's employed by someone put it that way it's not a truly independent podcast so uh he was he's been on twitter a lot apparently he makes a lot of uh, uh derogatory r remarks uh in general and a lot of those are aimed at women uh and uh he uh it's not funny he's trying to be funny and, and it's not funny well he got ended up uh, the network 
gave him the heave ho, told him, you know, we don't want your show anymore. Well, apparently he still owns the show and he can go elsewhere mm. with the show. But uh, he's been trying to make a uh, case for the fact that he's been uh, censored and that uh, it's, it was unfair. <laughs> I, I don't think it was unfair at all. I think he, he worked for somebody else and they were uh, paying the bills for the advertising and a lot of things that were going on with the show. And they said, eh, no, we're not going to do that anymore. So um, Who's the guy? Uh, let me see if I can figure it out for you. I was just uh, I was looking around. Uh, I was not coming up with it right away, but I can uh, pop in here to Reddit. I was also reading that uh, um, while I'm doing that that um, the uh, Dan Carlin, the guy that does hardcore history, is putting together. I read a uh, history of podcasting episode, which I'm sure hmm. that will be really good because he goes into such in-depth stuff when he does his history podcast. It's just amazing. He does stuff that's that's really quite interesting. So let's see. I'm trying to look for it here and figure out. Um, what the thing is called um let's see and of course this is probably the worst time in the world to be doing it um, yeah I, I'm, I'm just curious i'm just uh I, I don't i don't think i'd go into the rabbit hole anyway and i don't think i'd really care enough about the guy or his no, thing i'm more curious i'm just re i'm more curious whether or not his uh, actual podcast is worthwhile do you like those true crime type podcasts? Sometimes. It depends. Yeah. I, I haven't really listened to too many. I, the ones I, I've tried to listen to, I haven't gotten very far with. But uh, I'm not saying I, I maybe wouldn't. But, I, uh, I listened to a podcast the other day called uh, Long The Long Form Podcast, which I'd never heard of. And a friend recommended, and it was uh, the guy was interviewing Julie Schneider, and she is the behind-the-scenes producer of Serial. Uh, so she and Sarah Koenig, Sarah Koenig was the one that did the very first Serial, and, and that was like, you know, 1.75 million subscribers, downloads, whatever. It was a ridiculous number. And uh, it was a pretty good interview, though, because she, she's had a, uh, a background in, you know, at NPR, This American Life. She was on air for half a second way way back but uh yeah it was it was it's good to hear sometimes when a podcast like that where it's like it's clearly not made by one person right, right. It's, yeah. and and it's not like a hundred people it's maybe like five you know seven um but everyone's role is a little bit different you know like even mark marinanda his producing partner talked about that that there were other people that were involved with helping on the show, but it's really just the two of them for what listeners hear. It's just the two of them, right? And their guest yeah. and then the guest, of course, you know, but the research that goes into a lot of that stuff and sort of, you know, and then the editing too, it's so much. That's why we just turn on the mics and just fucking go for it. Yeah. Just go. Yeah. So the uh, podcast is uh, called Sword and scale sword and scale podcast hmm. which i was vaguely aware that it that it, it existed because it uh has if you look at some of the uh, like if you go to stitcher and stuff i, I know that's showing up fairly high on uh, some of the uh some of the stitcher listening from time to time i'm not sure how consistent it is as far as top listenership but um it's it's pretty huge anyway and uh the guys uh, the company he had been uh working for was called wondery w-o-n-d-e-r-y wondery and uh wondery uh drop them after host Mike Boudet. Boudet, I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, he made uh, some comments that they didn't uh, they didn't care for. On and the comments he made uh, that were disparaging towards uh, women were made on International Women's Day. He was trying to be funny about mm -hmm. uh, about some stuff and um, yeah, not fail. Just, uh, I, I thought it was a fail. I was reading it, and, uh, and you know, he used the c word, and, uh, and he, yeah, um, and he used it about women, <laughs> uh, which is worse. Uh, not that I, uh, 
I'm totally opposed to the use of the C word, but uh, just, you know. Yeah. We may have used it on the show a couple of times, yeah, more than yeah. once. So, but uh, <sighs> anyway, he's working for somebody. I guess he apparently has faced backlash before because of comments about the LBGTQ community, the elderly and mental illness, it says here. So, um, and I've read some of the uh, comments that they've they've listed here, and so I I don't know if there's context involved that I'm missing here, but even if there is, I'm like I don't didn't, didn't, I don't see how it's funny. Uh, it didn't I don't know, but he's 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 on his own now. I did read though that he's got uh, Patreon. He has fifteen thousand Patreon subscribers, so he, even if he takes it solo and puts it up wherever, uh, he is still got the the Patreon thing going on. So um, I would. Who imagine are these people that, that pay for this stuff? Who who are these people that would like give this guy money? <sighs> like I didn't. I don't know. I think a lot of it in 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 his case, well, if he if he came in onto the scene uh, at the same time or, or somewhere similar to the and I don't know what the timing there is, but um, if he came onto the scene somewhere uh, you know uh, similar to when Laura did as an example and caught that wave uh, coming up, uh, I think it's you know it's likely it was more likely to have somebody to be discovered then than it would be like you said with so many podcasts now. Uh, so just riding the early wave, he may have got people you know to donate there but he must still be putting out content that people like because they keep their their patreon stuff active and they're they're still giving him whatever if they don't if they say i'm going to give you a dollar or two dollars or five dollars a month that's still coming in and there's a lot of people that will do the the um, those small patreon donations to keep keep something like that going so i don't know can we get money Ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we talk.